food is produced today, just in certain first world countries, wouldn't need to have anybody be hungry anywhere. Uh, so, you know, it, it, if that was all it took, why is it waiting back? You know, um, so anyway, uh, just, a, just a little tidbit for thought. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, if they tax them, then all they're going to do is turn around and tax it down the hill. So, really, it, it, taxing the rich sounds great, uh, but they pay the majority of the taxes in. Uh, they're going to invest in, 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 to, to hire the folks that in, in, with the capital that they have. So, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle that will end when any time somebody is successful and, and you penalize their success. And you know, just like if you were a child and, and you were making B and your dad said, well, I'm going to give you a dollar for every A you make and you make straight A and then your brother over here is making B and he gets a dollar for every B you make. Well, where's the incentive? It becomes decentralized. You know, why should I drag the wagon when I'm the only one pulling?
and they need to see the light of uh, Christians walking uh, out their faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, it's been a while. We're going, we, we finished up Matthew, or finished up in Matthew where he uh, uh, went to the temple and they cleaned it out and, you know, and the children were crying and he was killing people. And, and then he says he left and went out of the city of Bethany uh, and he lodged there. So we're going to pick up right there, you know, uh, in, chapter, in verse 18 uh, of chapter 21. And uh, and here we go. It says, uh, Now in the morning he returned to the city. He was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves, and said to it, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? And Jesus answered and said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also uh, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believe me, you will receive. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to stop right there for a minute, and then we'll get on to the rest of this section. Um, I think there's a there's enough here that we can talk about for a little bit. There's enough here that we need to dissect. Um, it says Jesus returned the next day. He went back to the back to the city of Jerusalem, uh, and and he could see a picture. He was hungry, so that tells me he left Martha and out. Before breakfast was made. He was out the door gone. Or either he had been out praying and he had called his disciples and they went down. He, he was on a mission to get back to Jerusalem. Uh, and so uh, Jesus saw a fig tree and he came to it. And Jesus went to see if the tree had fruit. And Jesus found nothing but leaves on the tree. Uh, and a fig tree usually uh, will have figs even if it's not right yet. And this tree had none. And uh, and Jesus said to the tree that he Jesus said that the tree would never again produce fruit. And uh, and there's a whole lot in that. And, and then the disciples noticed probably the next day that this tree had withered and died overnight. Alright? And, and of course they started marveling at it. Uh, but the thing that most folks don't pick up on this is, is when Jesus cursed the fig tree, what has the fig tree up until this point historically represented in the Bible? The nation of Israel. And when he cursed the fig tree, there was an object left. And what was no fruit? There were fruit. Yeah, they were fruitless. They had turned to idolatry. Over time, again and again, we see in the Old Testament where God's judgment had come down on the fig tree because they had forgotten to produce fruit. They had turned from God. They had forgot what they were called to do. And God sent His punishment and judgment on them. Remember, He told them, you're going to be cast away. For 70 years, people in captivity destroyed the nation of Israel. The Babylonian Alright? And so, here's what happens. And most of the time when that happens, the generation died off. And there's a new generation. And uh, that's why I know some of you ever heard the statement that sometimes the Lord has to let a generation die off before it can grow the church or heal the church. Uh, nothing different. Today, than it was back then. Uh, and so, this is an object lesson to the disciples. Not only was he cursing the nation of Israel, but he was judging, he was pronouncing judgment on the nation of Israel. Um, There's a huge amount of, of things going on here. But let me go to the historical because um, Herschel Hobbes explains mm-hmm. it probably. 
probably the best, but several people weigh in on this leafy tree, the fig tree, it represents, very represent, in fact, they use figs to cover the first people uh, uh, sin. Fig tree's been the most fruitful tree in Israel. And why was Jesus looking for figs on the tree? This became a question for a lot of them. Why was he looking for Well, very simple. It's called a taquash. An Egyptian word for a... It, it was not figs. Figs come in mid-June and then again in September. This was a precursor to the figs. It would be a fruitful tree would have a tubule that come on even prior to the leaves. Isn't that right? That prior or during the time that the fig tree was in leaf in the spring before it really produced the figs would have this tubule which all the peasants of the Mosaic Law were allowed to pick. He wasn't stealing food from this tree. No, they were allowed the poor which Jesus qualified as, could take one of these things, one of these precursors. The, the Egyptian word, I can't even say it's like tukwa or tukwa, but it is a tubule that was edible and was nourishing and it was absence of any of those so this tree would not produce again. So when he did his only destructive miracle in cursing this tree, any farmer would have done the same thing because this tree would never produce fruit again. Well, that would better term, it produced a bud. A, a bud. It was a budding, yeah, it's exactly another, another take on it would be a bud. It's a, it's a little tubule and budding thing. That is edible and very good to eat. So, in this process, Jesus, is giving the disciples a private miracle, a destructive miracle, but a teaching miracle, nonetheless. One that was going to say 70 years in AD 70, 40 years from right now, this time, roughly 40 years, the nation of Israel will be destroyed. And right Right after, in the same uh, story, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, is another example of the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to take notes. Uh, a lot of folks said immediately, like the tree died right then. But it was a relative term. It was, it was, it was, it was withering. It started withering then, and the next day it died. Uh, and it wasn't that so much that uh, uh, Jesus was cursing of the tree, uh, but it was a divine lesson for his disciples that we get. You know, he was telling them that you know, if you ain't got a faith, and I think he reinforces that when he talked about the mountain. You know, that if you have, you know, Jesus answered and said to them, "Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt." You will say that not this mountain, that this mountain. Uh, uh, that what was done, you know, uh, that it be removed into the cast into the sea, and it will be done. But what he's trying to get to the point of is if you have God-given faith, then you'll have God-given answer. He's letting you know that. Where does faith come from? Go ahead, Barry. I think along the lines is that that lesson you talked about is talking about the works that the, the Jews had. Right. They were works based. Yep. They turned it around. And they know it's got to be faith based. You know, I just worked on being good apart from faith and me. Mm-hmm. He just told them, you know, he, 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 he just telling them, you know, that, that I, he, he mentioned earlier on the way to truth and life. You know, he tells them that there's only one way to the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I mean, pretty, pretty blatant right there. You know, uh, if you know me, you know the Father. If you don't know me, you don't know the Father. And he's telling the Pharisees, 
You don't know the Father. Right. And it's consistent now yeah. with this entire chapter mm -hmm. he's rejecting the nation. Mm -hmm. It's no longer they're rejecting him. He's re yeah. rejecting the picture mm -hmm. the nation of Israel. And, yes. and he says, in, in what you just read, he says, guys, if you have faith, if you have faith, he knows he's not going to be there four years from now in this temple. He says, this mountain, and it's within reach of him pointing mm -hmm. to, what was the mount called? That was on Mount, uh, everybody knows this, but me. <laughs> mount Seer. The mount that was on, pardon? Simon? I think it might have been Mount Simon. But it's the mount right there that Jerusalem was on. I think it but it also was the temple. What was it? Yeah, I think it might be Mount Simon. I'm having a problem with the geography tonight. Me too. But he said this mountain will be cast down. And, and how does it end? Yeah. This mouth will be cast down and will be done for you. Yeah. Okay? It says, uh, and if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. There is no barriers now. The temple is not going to be a barrier. This is where Christianity will go right on through. And this is coming from Herschel Hobbes. Is one of the takes on this. It isn't necessarily cut and stone, but it's, it's a thinking that's consistent with the fig tree dying, so will the temple die. And, and what it's doing is it's telling us that, that if we pray in faith, and the things that we ask God, if we're in faith, are going to be things that God would want us to ask start. You know, by being in faith and being alive. Um, with God, and you pray in faith because God is the author and finisher of our faith, then He will act her. Now, if you go to like a business and say, Well, Lord, I think today I need mean, I just can't survive the rest of my life by a million bucks. You know, Lord, I, I'm struggling all I have. I, I, need some, I need something to eat and sustain me. What's wrong with somebody to come along and feed I I doubt. I'm not saying that you shouldn't happen, but. Uh, just remember, you know, that much is given, much is required. You know, uh, if you've got a million dollars, there's going to be a lot required for you with that million dollars. Uh, if you have a, an abundant faith, there's a lot required of you. All of us in here have an abundant faith, and it is our responsibility to take that and share that with the world. Otherwise, we might be like a Remember the parable about when. Those who didn't take the, the money and multiply it, those that buried it and did nothing with it, what happened to it? What did he call? What did he call? I don't know. You know, so there's a question here, a, a legitimate question in this parable for us today. What have you done with the gift of salvation since you received? And to take it just a little bit farther. Who is here today in a church somewhere because of you? Some of them may not even know. Who's not? If you touch their heart and they're in the church somewhere, and you may not even know. And then the other part of that is who's not in church today somewhere because of you? And those are the things that we need to look at. You know, just like he said, he's removing the hindrance of the temple. Mm -hmm. And Matthew 12, yes. 6, in 12, 6, Jesus states, But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. That's mm -hmm. so far back, it doesn't integrate with chapter 12. I'm so easy, but it's, it's loaded here with the, what he means. But I say unto you that in this place one greater. And so as Jesus, God himself is greater than the temple is there. And they're holding on to the traditions of the temple. And like Aaron said, the works. Mm -hmm. Their works. Oh, I'm justified. Mm -hmm. No, we're not. I'm not just. 
you've got to love God and you've got to realize who you are in relationship to Him. And, and uh, you know, uh, and right in the midst of this, out of the mouth, I'm, I'm quoting Psalms 8, 2, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou might still the enemies of the avenger. Uh, wow. And the babes are singing. The little ones are singing in the temple of the sin. Enough time period. And so uh, that, that principle still prevails today. And, and, and almost every Christian church in the Western world undermine a lot of folks' faith is a work made agenda. There's whole denominations that are true. That the more work you do, the more crowns you earn. But that goes completely against Scripture. It goes completely against Scripture. We're saved by grace. And that not of ourselves, lest any of us boast. Yes, we're called to do great work. I faith because we're saved. Not to be saved by the works we did. And it tells you faith without faith without works is dead. Works without faith is what? Dead. So faith alone, you gotta have some work to go with. Because everything that we're going to do when we get there is going to be putting them back in our own thing. And if you're, it's not, and you're not studying, and you're not doing this, 
He's not going to allow anything to happen to you unless it brings glory to him. You know, and so, uh, yeah, and, and, and you're right, their work was done. And they spread it, they started, and then a few years later they had, they had the dispersion of, uh, and, uh, and the, uh, of the Jews from, from the Holy Land. And, uh, and so what happened when those Jews were dispersed? And, they, and the Jews, especially the Christian Jews that were in Jerusalem, that they, they took it well. And it, and it progressed across the world. You know, uh, and that was, that was a God thing too. Uh, but that they can move mountains. You know, the disciples were told that they can move a mountain by faith. Think about this. By faith and prayer, we've seen people here. We've seen people healed by faith and prayer here, and doctors and scientists can't figure out what happened. I mean, when you have tumors disappear, I fight your soul. You know, um, relationships we show life change. Yeah. That, that, we're praying in faith and God is honoring that prayer in faith so when you pray and you see him after these prayers because nine times out of ten when you're praying but you ain't praying for yourself you're praying for somebody else you're praying for somebody else and so uh, and collectively you know we, we, we have the same prayer that I dare say we don't all pray at the same time of the day. Those names on that verse. So you can say from the time we rise to the time we go to bed, someone in this church, this congregation has that list lifted up in prayer. Now we're all praying basically the same thing. You know, Lord, uh, you know the situation and so on, so we ask you to intervene. You know, we ask you, Lord, for your glory to shine, for your kingdom. You know, and then we get a report back. Well, I, I think it's a little girl that got run over by a bobcat. Mm. You know, that's the one that comes to my mind. Uh, she was crushed. She's doing pretty good now, isn't she? Yes, she is. What's her name? Maria, yeah. She's she's named after my grandmother. Yeah. Maria. And, and uh, they took her to Alice for her last uh, um, surgery. The colon was reconnected. I haven't heard how it's doing, but I think it's doing just fine. You know, um, it severed her bowels and you name it. Yeah, she was a bad bad And the prayer, not only of this church, but other believers around the country, you know, this, this God uses this to go. We all receive the blessing from that. And it's a miracle. I mean, all of us, you know, just in blessing the Lord. One thing after another, they call it miracles. Uh, this young girl, her mother, wrote the blow by blow account with David's on name. And this little girl, um, we saw her later.
to conceive, it will be done. <clears throat> and he's telling you you have to have genuine faith. How much genuine faith do you need? But what did he say about a month? If you have faith in a month, you'll say to this mountain. He can't. It would be that. seed. Have you ever seen how small mustard seed is? Ain't big. Not much bigger than a tobacco seed. They're tiny. That's what I thought. I'm curious on the earth. Yeah. Oh, you look down and look down in your Bible and you see a uh, a theory at the end of the sentence that's about the size of a mustard seed. Maybe a little bit. Even if you've got a large print up. It's small. Um, and so he's letting them know. These things are coming back. The statement that he's made earlier are being tied in with what he's talking about now. It, it, it's not I'm adding to this. He's doing what most preachers do. He's doing what most evangelists do. Preach one that. You may deliver in a different tone or use different words, but the message is the same. The kingdom of heaven is near. Humble yourself before God. Trust, believe, and repent. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what this is about. And then we can all know that it's going to show us what's coming to happen and all that. Right now, Matthew is covering wine and what's going on for the Pharisees to eventually we know um, season and the Sadducees and, and next year. Um, but Jesus was telling to the disciples that they needed not only to pray, but have faith when they pray. If you don't believe what you're praying, you're wasting your breath. Pray believing. Yeah, pray believing. And, uh, and Jesus said that if they believe, they would receive an answer. And we must abide in Christ as we ask. Now, most folks say, well, I pray. And it says in this, in this parable, it'll be done. Well, he said you would receive an answer. Answer might not be Captain Mountain in the truth. It might be the slide of 12 feet pistol. Because of the recording of him. You know, when we pray, as humans, we tend to put our Lord and Savior in a box. We are finite, and our prayers are finite, and He's infinite. And we forget that. And so we see, we see what's going on in our little tunnel, or our little TV screen, and we don't see everything He's doing all screen or all set. You know, yeah, we kick over one domino and say, look at that thing. We never see all the rest of them that fall. Yeah. We don't see the whole thing. Yeah. You've seen those shows where multiple lines of dominoes yeah. fall. And yeah. everything falls in place. And everything goes to a orchestrated end. And it may not even go to an end. Right. It may continue on. Right. And through other people. So you plant that mustard seed right. and it grows. It, it's a uh, it's phenomenal what what kindness can do. Well, when Jesus was planting of the gospel message, oh, and look what happened with twelve disciples, and then hundred and twenty, and he there's a hundred and twenty number room, and then five thousand, and then all of a sudden it's considered. Now I, I know this isn't an accurate. Two billion people in this world claim to be Christian. Claim. Hey, you just count half of them. Are Christian. It's the largest. And God is a, is actually a very jealous God. It's the largest religion. It isn't taking a second place. It's not the fastest growing. Because how do we know how it's growing? How do we know how to measure the growth of Christianity? But they say it's not the fastest growing. They say the Muslim faith is the fastest growing. But how do we know that? Many Muslims in Iran are coming to the Christian belief because people are willing to die for their faith. 
measure. That's very good thought. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, well, kind of, you know, I, you, you, you certainly way back about timing. Uh, my, my mom accepted Christ, I was in the third grade. And I was sitting there and she went down. And I, I was so emotional, I went down. And uh, I accepted Christ. I was baptized, I was in the third grade. About eight years old, I guess. And, uh, and I, you know, really didn't change me because I was, you know, I'd say my prayers and things, but really, I think I really understood what was going on. Uh, and to give you an example of that, I got baptized in the biggest church in Alexandria, Louisiana, that Baptist church, because that's a whole city block. And the baptismal pool was like a swimming pool. It was huge. And you were way up here, and they were way down there. And my mama was way over there, the women were on that side, and the boys and the men were over here. And we were, my next door neighbor, we were told, you better not cut up. And we walked out there like we were supposed to. We baptized with us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and we swam back to the we got whooped, but you know. Uh, <laughs> we were kicking and everything. <laughs> but anyway, uh, because of kindness, I was 16 years old and uh, a girl that went to the church I was going to, I was memorial at the time, uh, that's where everybody I was in the one I was went. We went to Ireland. And uh, this girl invited me to the uh, which I was going to go anyway, but she invited me. That gave me all the more reason to go. Uh, we we had a youth concert. This, a lot of a better term, we had a rock and roll Christian band, man, and these guys started giving their testimony. And uh, it was not enough strength to hold me in that seat. All I know is I had to get to the front, and I had to confess my sins that, that I needed a Savior or I was going to hell. Wow. That was what was in my mind. And uh, I got gassed that even before we went. And Mr. Shields said, uh, down at Charlie Shields that time, he said, uh, what you doing all dressed up, Jerry? I said, I'm going to a revival. He said, you going to get revival? I said, no, sir, not me. I'm going because there's a girl there I want to see. And he just laughed. And little did I know that that night that I would accept Christ and it would make an impact on my life. Um, so, yeah, because a girl invited me to go to a concert I was already planning on going to at that church at that time. And, you know, you got to understand, this is the early 70s. Yeah, they ain't Christian rock bands then, you know. And this guy, they had a little bit of, it wasn't headbanging music, it was more like Southern, Southern, Rock meal, you know, but it was good, and they were praising God, and hey, it touched my heart. And uh, little did I know that when it was over with, that everybody in that youth group was, was down there on their knees, uh, except for Christ. And uh, we wound up uh, with 22 of them baptized, served in the church today. Uh, those that are still alive. Of that 22, uh, 18 are serving in some role in the church. Five are ordained. Yeah. And I was one of the last ones to be ordained. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was a little one. But uh, anyway, uh, kindness. Yeah. When, when it's your time, it's your time. And you just, people got to help sometimes get you in a position. For that to happen. Um, and I've heard the gospel a thousand times. And it, that night was, was the night. Yeah. Yes, Lord. I was, and for weeks after that, that's all I could call them. Yeah, that's all I could call them. My dad said I was talking about it in my suit. You know, uh, but it's a, you know, it's a life-changing, life-altering thing. And that's what Jesus is saying. You know, faith. This is called you have faith. You know, I have faith that most bridges I drive across are going to hold me up. That's faith is something that man does. 
faith that we're talking about here that leads to salvation and, and, and faith to uh, serve God comes from God. You can't. It comes from God. Yeah. Your own faith. It isn't your own faith yeah. sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, from the, the most I can, the most I can muster is a mustard seed. Yeah. You know, uh, the rest of the power comes yeah. in, and you sit there spellbound when you see things happen, mm-hmm. and you don't, you just don't understand uh, how it's possible. It, it's, you know, we were watching a little piece of a artistic. Part of what we call the chosen, and, and uh, not to bring up chosen, but the story is Peter. <laughs> Peter has uh, uh, fallen on his knees and said, "Depart from me, I'm an evil man." And the boat is filled with fish, so I'm almost ready to sink. I think. I think the Bible actually says that. And um, but in this thing, one of the disciples, or soon to be disciples, said. Uh, they said, man, that's, that's a miracle on this soon-to-be disciples. It's impossible. Impossible. That's a good word. It's impossible. It's not our work. <laughs> I can't do that. It's impossible. Well, watch, watch God. Watch this. And it's wonderful. It's, it's uh, you know what? I can only add one more thing to it, what you said. It's as powerful now as the day when I accept the Lord. It's even more powerful. As you grow, uh, God fills you, He fills you, He poured down, stopped in place, and running over the edges. It is more and more flavorful, delightful, and
sure Heavenly Father talked to him the same way. You know, I said, now, if you're disrespectful, I wouldn't do that. But, you know, talk to him the same way. It's a conversation. You, you, you tell him what's going on. He already knows. I said, then why don't you tell him that? Be quiet. You know, I don't want to You got to read and listen. So listen to what? Listen to your heart. Listen to what, what's motivating you. Not you. Listen to what's coming to you. And that is a hard thing to distinguish for a young Because not all the voices they hear, or, or they might be spiritual and naked, but not all of them are God. It's just like adults in this in church today. There's, there's adults that, that hear and talk to Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit tells them something, but it ain't necessarily, it ain't necessarily the Holy Spirit if it's not God honor. It's not done. You know, it, 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 if you, you know, going back to the old thing with my mom and dad taught me my grandma, you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Because if you say something and it's not God honoring or it's not nice about that person, then you're, you're, you are gossiping. You're spreading rumors in any window. And anything that is not God honoring in the church is not of God. If it is anything that causes disunity in the church between a, a brother and a sister, a sister and a sister, uh, anybody, if that spirit is not of God, because God and Jesus is all about unity. I may not like what one of my brothers and sisters said, but it's not my responsibility to run around and make sure that everybody else don't like it either. That's between me and the Lord and that brother or that sister. I'm not to pick up the telephone and, 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 you know, we don't keep the, the phone wire burning up. That's not what we do. That's not what God wants us to do. And he tells us not to do that because it is a sin. That's what causes the division. We don't need to be divided. We are one mind. Remember, the same Holy Spirit that indwells them is the same one that indwells us. The same God that calls us to salvation and a relationship with him is the same one that enables us. It's hard. It, it, it sometimes it's hard. We we, get, we let our flesh rule over us, and it's not good. It's not good. So don't do it. There's there's a funny video out. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I'm gonna go over a little bit, but there's a this pastor, and the music's played on the organ, and he walks out, and he's got his little robe on, and he opens up the Bible, and the the, the, the organ stops. The word of the Lord. And Paul said, Stop it! I said, Stop it! You're not honoring him. You hear his little sweet. He said, And you, he pointed at somebody, said, You work. You and all of us every week. I thought, Stop it! You know, if you're a pastor, it's hilarious. You know, but uh, it's truth in that. It's truth in that. You know, if you're not honoring God, stop it. Yeah. It, it. We find humor in those things, but there's a lot of truth in humor. A lot of truth in humor. We're blessed. We really don't have, we really don't have that going on. But it happens a little bit, but most of the time we get a nip in the bud and it doesn't cause a best or anything because gossip is a cancer. And it needs to be treated not only with chemotherapy, but a knife. You have to get in there and cut it out. And that doesn't happen in a lot of other sort of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, uh, you know, if you get a visit, you know, you might think, what's going to do this? Might be like the book of Corinthians, you know, you know what I'm saying? You might get a visit by two or three. And, and you're pushing it then. You know, so, anyway. Uh, anybody got anything that they would like to add at all? Yes, go ahead. Um, I'm just talk, talking about the subject of um, praying to God and and how we address Him and stuff. I think we have to be really careful about how we address Him because we can actually bring Him off the throne and actually try to bring Him down to our level. And we can't do that. We have to exalt His name. And we have to praise Him for who He is. Absolutely. And never to digress His 
The pastor that I'm talking about was gone and went, you know, and and I'm sure that when he made that statement that he re- in his prayer that he referred to God as daddy, that he that was a high standard for him. Um, I just know that my, my relationship with him hasn't arrived there yet. Uh, I don't know that it ever will. Even if I had the ability to call him daddy, I'm not so sure I would. Yeah, um, he's my heavenly father. You know, he is the, he's my creator. You know, I understand my earthly dad had a big part in that, but he was the one who gave me to them. You know, he's the one who knew me before he created all that. You know, so he breathed the soul yeah, yeah. into you. Right. Like something animals don't have. Yeah. And he breathed his image into us in a sense. And it's not just all of my face looks like. Image is the character, the characters of God, the, the, the value systems in a sense. Not that we all carry a perfect set to get it right. He once, when Jesus said, be, be as God. And how he's holy as I'm holy. As I am holy. And, and so he's saying that that's the effort that needs to be brought forth. And be, be real about it. And so sometimes when I pray, I'm, I'm thinking, like you, you said, you know, that He's up there and you're trying, you're not talking down, you're not talking, you better be talking to him. I mean, you better be thinking, I'm talking. Well, yeah, you know, he says for us to come boldly to the throne of grace, but that is only because of Christ. Exactly right. Christ has exactly. actually been able, that, that made it possible. You're talking to a that divine God, and that God is huge. I mean, he's. We have to hold him at very, I mean, we have to look at him as. We have to approach him with very high reverence. Um, it, it, it's hard for people in the West. It's hard for people in the West to understand the term sovereign. It's very hard. You know, uh, and, and unfortunately, that's what we're reading uh, in the West. And, and so, we, especially here in the United States, you know, nowhere in the world before, ever before, has anything happened like happened here in the United States. And so, you know, if we come off as being arrogant, you know, to us it's just our normal way of life. And, and sometimes that arrogance we don't see, we don't realize how we're projecting. And uh, and I think sometimes that carries over into our prayer life. And while we're on this before we close in prayer, uh, Roger made a statement just now, and I'm going to go ahead and reiterate it. Right? So animals don't have souls. So if you want to send me an email and talk about it, you can. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead, while you're filling out that email, because Fluffy ain't going to be there. Uh, when you die, you don't get wings. You're not an angel. Angels are a created being that's a step above you. So we can fire up the emails and the voicemails, and I'll be more than happy to, to carry on with you about that. Uh, not being ugly, but just stating facts. You know, we have a lot of people in this world that are biblically illiterate, and uh, these things just go to show that. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm most glorious, Lord God, I love you. Lord, I, I love everything about your creation. For some reason, you know why you've done this here, and who am I to question that? Lord, I thank you uh, for this lesson on the victory. Uh, I thank you for what it teaches us. Thank you for giving me the faith of a multitude. I ask you, Lord, to protect each one of us. I ask you, Lord, to allow us to make our home safely. Let us return Sunday uh, prepared to worship you. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.